Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Reed, alongside Mr. Nick McCormick. And Nick, just come back from Pulltown, USA. Tell us a little bit about that, where it's at, what it is. Pulltown, USA, Bowling Green, Ohio, the uh, largest tractor pull in the world, to my knowledge. Um, and it is, if you've never been there, you're missing out. It uh, It's a, a really nice party that a tractor pull happens to break out at. And uh, it, uh, you just can't really hardly even describe it. Um, there's nothing better than Saturday night, Bowling Green, lights are on. People are are uh, just, you know, excited to be there, and especially this year, you know, with everything being closed, I think everybody was ready to get back. And Yeah. I've always been fascinated when I'll see pictures, whether it's on TikTok, you know, or video, whatever, of how many people are there. I mean, it's like a it's like a stadium. I mean, there's yeah. just bleachers. There are bleachers everywhere. I can't tell you the numbers of how many it holds, but it's it's a lot. Um, I, it's in the top five largest campgrounds in the world. Wow. Um, that basically gets used one time a year. Yeah, um, some. I think there's 2,100 campsites there, Man. roughly. Um, and last I had talked to anybody, they were all but sold out on campsites so yeah that's pretty impressive and bowling green is that in the southern no it's in uh, northwest ohio so just south of toledo okay north of finley south of toledo right off of uh i think that's 75 we don't take that route we come across six but yeah it uh it's just something to see i mean like so it's the campground is indescribable but so there's lots of people that make creative ways to get around the campground right so they might have a cub cadet with dual glass packs on it and duels chains on the tires pulling a really? a custom-made picnic table that looks like a 1066 you know with people sitting on it and pulling around you know just all around the campground just just cruising all kinds of custom stuff like that i think there was uh i think they weren't there this year because i think they're from canada i could be wrong on that but they made a a sled they call it the catachiller i think and it has it holds refrigerated adult beverages and it looks like a sled but it's self-propelled and they drive it around they get people sit on it no kidding they drive it all over they won the cooler contest a few years back i think um all kinds of custom made coolers and whatnot so they they have a cooler contest then they used to um and they brought it back i think that might have been for the 50th when they brought it back i don't remember now it's been too long ago but uh used to be a really big deal and in a post 9-11 world coolers had to get smaller got you because apparently jihad's coming in coolers. So they made the cooler. They, they put a cooler restriction on how big you could carry in. But out in the campground, you know, there's, like I said, there's, oh, yeah. it's not uncommon to have a self-propelled cooler. Wow. <laughs> like one of the funniest things I've ever seen out there is we were driving around and we saw this guy had a school bus parked in his campsite in the corner. This has been five, six, seven years ago. Okay, no big deal. We see this, I believe it was an old Chevy pickup with a whole truckload of lumber in it. Like who brings a truckload of lumber? to a campground no big deal we cruise around we go back out there the next day or later on or whatever that in the evening this guy has built an entire deck slash stage and screwed it to the side of the school bus and we're not talking a small stage we're talking the whole length of a school bus basically and probably 10 foot deep i mean he decked the whole thing out literally he built wow. an entire deck off the side of it and whatnot it's just just stuff like that i mean just one after the other just different cool vehicles to cruise from camp. you know there'll be side-by-sides and four-wheelers and so on and so forth but there's a lot of guys have custom this you know yeah. a 782 cub cadet with a roll cage right you know just 
all kinds of stuff just that they built specifically for yeah. this one event. I seen know? a a picture on I think it was Instagram of a, it was like a white lawnmower, but it had been stretched out. I mean, it almost looked like a farm tractor. You could tell it was a white lawnmower, but he had duels on it, yep. and it was stretched quite a ways, and he was pulling, I don't remember now if it was a wagon or what, yeah. but, you know, people hanging all over it and whatnot. He was <laughs> riding a wheelie in the picture or whatever. Oh, yeah. There, there used to be, I didn't see it this year, but there used to be a guy that had like, it was an old Cub Cadet, an old yellow and white one, you know, pretty vintage one way back, and he had built little chairs on wheels, and he pulled them in a train. So he had like 15 of these seats that he would pull behind that thing and it would just zigzag along and follow him wherever he went round and round. There was at one time there was like an S10 that had a pontoon boat mounted to it. So they would have two rows of people in this pontoon boat, basically. And this guy's driving it around, you know, because it's an (laughs) S10 underneath. And they would take it out and hop the clutch. You know, they'd all move to the back and hop the clutch and ride wheelies in it and whatnot. I think they finally smoked the clutch in it that night. I don't know if I've ever seen it since. (laughs) They must have scrapped it after that, but... Just just anything you can imagine is, is Wasn't there, there a deal you'd said years ago, like with couches, like people would bring? Yeah, so they used to have all kinds of couches and stuff they would bring and put next to the track instead of lawn chairs. Now it's all pretty much lawn chairs. I don't know if lawn chairs got better or if they banned the couches. I don't right. really know. But for a while, they used to have what they called the running of the chairs. So at a certain time, like the Saturday before the poll, everybody would set their chairs out. And then they, they kind of made it a race. Well, that got to be kind of dangerous. So now it's the walking of the chairs. Gotcha. But you still, you, you claim your spot and, you know, put your stake down. And, <laughs> and that's where you can sit along the track or whatever. But uh, it, uh, it it's just, I mean, it's just a great time huh. all the way around. And it is a killer tractor pull. The track's great. The blue shirts there do a great job. NTPA does a phenomenal job with, on their part. Larry Richwine and the guys, they do a, they do a really good job. Larry's a, apparently a big fan of yours. Oh, He's yeah. looking to meet you. Really? Um, yeah. So we'll have to make that happen at some point. But, yeah, uh, for sure. I wish I could have went. I know you know some people had asked and whatnot. And like I say, we've been on two family vacations this summer. Then we went yeah. to the Missouri Music Festival. And I've been gone more than I've been home, it seems like. <laughs> and with harvest coming on, there just wasn't no way I could, could make it happen. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's the only pull in the world that people start showing up on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, you know, for a Friday, for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday poll. So it, uh, like how, many, I said, how many people do you think attend that overall? I mean, I think they gave a number, but I don't remember what it was now, Tony. I mean, by looking at the stands on both sides of the track, I mean, there's several thousand people there at any, yeah, there's several thousand time. people there at any given time in the seats, you know, whatnot. And this year was a little bit off, like I said, because can the Canadians couldn't get in. Ah. And normally I think they, they say that thing averages 15 to 20% Canadians. No kidding. Because um, it's not that far. Well, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be. So they couldn't attend, but there were still plenty of people there and whatnot. And it's. Yeah, because you told me a couple of weeks ago they'd been coming for how many years? There's like a group of Canadians. Yeah, that they'd been was... coming for, I'm going to just say a rough number, 20 years. Yeah. And, and the one group of them have never been to the poll. Like they just stayed in the campground, you know? <laughs> yeah. Of course, maybe they could watch it on a live stream. I didn't have good enough signal. That's why I didn't put any TikTok videos up. I never could get anything to load. Yeah. I tried and tried, and there's just too many people in one spot, you know. Is but, that kind uh, of one of them deals where there's not much else that goes on in that particular part of the state? Like, I don't know where the Ohio State Fair is. I mean, is that like the big deal for that? Yeah, probably so. I mean, I think roughly I th- somebody told me that they did a study a couple years back, and that brings like $80 million Man. into the greater, you know, we'll call sure. it, tri-county for lack of a better term sure. more than three counties but you know mm-hmm. we'll call it six counties that that region of oh. ohio bring you know between hotel rooms and food and yeah 
and this, that, and the other, you know. So it's a pretty big deal for their economy, no doubt. How big of a town is Bowling Green itself? I mean, is it? It's a college town. Okay. Um, so. so BGSU is there, Bowling Green State. So it, it's a decent sized town, but it's not. It's yeah. not huge. So I, I mean, can't, it could I can't be thirty thousand people or something. Yeah, possibly. I don't even know if it's that big. Really? Um, but yeah, probably right. I'd have to look it up. I honestly can't tell you. I didn't. I've never seen a sign that shows the population on it because we don't come in that direction. Sure. I don't know. That's one state I've never tromped around in. I've been all the way through Ohio, like on seventy or something, going somewhere. But I've never, never yeah. really done much in Ohio. Ohio's kind of neat, in my opinion, because it's you know you don't really think about it, but it's so much older than Illinois. Mm-hmm. Probably not a ton, but enough that things change as you get as you get further east especially you know eastern ohio is different than western ohio in my opinion from what little bit i've been around and i'm in no way an expert in in ohio geography but it seems like you know anytime we get to the east like there's a lot of antique shops and mm-hmm. so on and so forth and stuff's older you know the roads are smaller mm-hmm. narrower etc as you start getting west things get bigger because they were built later once sure. people realized hey we got to get bigger stuff around yeah, you makes know makes sense but uh I, I like Ohio, and it's why it takes a long time to get across it, but uh, by and large, I mean, that's where the best pulling tracks in the country probably are, is in Ohio. They get good dirt out there for it, and, yeah. and they've been doing it a long time, and they're some of the best events you'll ever go to are in Ohio, Yeah, and Bowling Green's is as big as it gets, yeah. you know. I've seen several TikTok videos of people that I'm not even friends with on there that videoed you on TikTok going yeah. down the track. You know. So Saturday night, I was the last vehicle for the 54th annual Bowling Green Reloaded Tractor Pull. Really? And it was actually pretty cool. I was a little bit awestruck, not going to lie to you, pulling out on the track. You know, the announcers pumped everybody up, and everybody stood up. Oh, yeah. For the most part. And it's like, I kind of wanted to stop and get my phone out and take a picture. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, wow, this is this must be what pro sports is like. Sure, yeah. You know, and then I obviously didn't win. But it would have been super cool if I would have. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Especially being last took on that, you know, it would have been neat. Yeah. But it was still pretty awesome just to drive out there and, you know, look to the left, look to the right, which I normally don't do much of, but I could hear the announcer. And it's like, wow, that, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that would be. Met a lot of great people, which I always do out there. I mean, uh, tractor pulling in general, the fans are, are, you know, just salt of the earth, just good people. Mm-hmm. Well, with this TikTok deal and the podcast thing or whatever, I got a lot of feedback and, and whatnot. You know, a lot of people are listening and whatnot, apparently. It was very humbling. Um, very nice. Hung out with Red Power Stew and a bunch of his buddies. Had a great time with those guys. Um, I should have put something out earlier, I guess, that I was going to be there. But I didn't get around to it. We were busy getting the tractor ready. And like I said, then I didn't sure. have a signal. And I, I should have did it Tuesday when we got there before everybody showed up and the signal all went away. But, uh, yeah, yeah just, a, just an awesome event. Yeah. I'm going to have to make it a point to go out there next year. You know, it, it just like you say, it just sounds like a really good time, a lot of good people, you know. And I, I had a ton of messages asking if I was going, but I, I just couldn't make it happen. I wish I could have. But I couldn't even begin to tell you the number of people asked me if you were there. Yeah. You know, which is, which is, like I said, very humbling. It is, you know, yeah. And, and awesome, you know, all wrapped up into one. So, like I said, thank you to everybody that came up and, and said, hey, we like the podcast, or hey, you know, saw you on TikTok, or hey, tell Tony, you know, to have a shitty day, or, right. you know, whatever they told me. I got a variety of comments, so. <laughs> now, now i got to ask, what did your dad think? Because the last time I ran into your dad in person, he's like, this goddamn TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. So, he, you know, we get the first batch of people that come over to the trailer and, like, start in on it, you know, which is fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful for him coming over. 
And I just glanced over my dad. He just sat there shaking his head. <laughs> and you got to know Nick's dad. He's what, 73? 70, yeah, 73. So, so, 73 when we were there, actually. Yeah, so, you know, he's not into TikTok, social media, no. none of that. You know, so he, he can't wrap his brain around any of this no. to start with. He's like, I can't take you anywhere now. All these people want to talk about is this damn podcast. I don't even know what they're talking about. Because <laughs> he doesn't listen. Right. You know, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> so he was a little bit taken back i mean we had pretty good t-shirt sales this year out of it and whatnot and he he's just like i just i just can't believe that and i got home mom's like so uh your dad tells me that uh can't take you anywhere anymore i'm like yeah pretty much yeah that's where we're at like i said it's very humbling very you know i'm super honored to to uh to have people listen and you know and to give us positive feedback on it you know so that basically is what we're getting at we're not going to make your dad our pr man no (laughs) no we're probably not putting him in charge of that he uh (laughs) and he still doesn't know what a podcast is or Mm -hmm. what tiktok is so (laughs) but it was pretty comical to talk to some people that have you know a few years older than me on up to you know several years older than me that you know are on tiktok now and and know you through tiktok and know that you and i know you know they know me or have known me for for 20 years yeah but now this has kind of brought them clear full circle yeah and it's just it's kind of funny you know like i was telling the one guy i'm like you don't even need tv now do you he's like nope he's like i just sit at night and scroll through that yeah "Yeah." i'm the same way (laughs) i'm the same way too i I got a routine i get home i watch the local news to catch the weather then I watch TikTok till 9 or 10 o'clock when Friends comes on, depending on which night. Watch that till I fall asleep and do it again the next day. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's something else, that's that's for sure. Yeah. And I tell you, me and Cody Gayer and Ryan Peter and a bunch of us talk all the time, and it's unbelievable how big of an audience you do reach and yeah. don't even think about it. I mean, yeah. to me, it's it's about like a Facebook account. You know, you're reaching 500 local people, and, yeah. and that's it. But that's clearly not the case. No, I, and I don't mean this in any bragging. No, I don't. I'm not bragging on it or meaning it in a bad way at all. It, no. it flabbergasts me a little bit, the number of people that, that commented on the podcast that I assumed were not podcast people. Right. And maybe they weren't prior to this. I don't know. If right. they are now, great. You know, I'm, yeah. That's even makes me even happier. But, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't uncommon for me to be walking along, somebody swing up in a side-by-side and say, hey, you wow. know, Love it, keep it up, yeah, and cruise on, you yeah. know, which is which and is pretty really neat. even the the weirder part on on that is, you know, you don't have the big presence on TikTok where mm-hmm. they're seeing your face, but somehow they're recognizing you from a podcast. Yeah, and exactly. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. You know, they probably recognize the name just I've pulled so long. Yeah, but they some of those people I've never met. You know, sure. they, they might have seen me, but but now you know we we've, we've met and whatnot. So it's yeah, it's very neat. Yeah, it's it, the whole deal has just been. I, I still can't wrap my brain around it, and it it even puts it into more perspective when we all got into the destroying crop videos, <laughs> and then we were on Infowars with Alex Jones yeah. inadvertently. Yeah, and, that uh, uh, started to grow. Now yeah. I hear there's a letter circulating through Farm Bureau in D.C. and uh, <laughs> I don't know what all, but it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that whole thing kind of kind of grew its own set of wheels and, it did. and then took off and i there was a lot of people that wanted to talk about that yeah and you know sure. if anything that ought to show whether you take the farm bureau take your pick but that ought to show them how screwed up their educational system is with their consumers because yes. these people clearly have no clue they I have mean, no clue and it it proves the power of social media right for sure like i mean you convince farm people 
yeah. for a second there that they were missing out on some money. And it, how come he's getting paid and I'm not? You know, yeah. they start calling around wanting to know what the program is right. or wanting to know what, you know, are we only doing this in certain areas or what's going on? You know, I think a lot of people initially had to watch that video multiple times. Oh, yeah. Even people that knew better yeah. to make sure that, huh, what's going on here? Uh-huh. So, like I said, if you if you tell somebody something long enough, I think you can convince them of oh, anything, and so. this just proves it. And <laughs> as know? long as you can do something straight-faced and, yeah. and just go with it, they'll believe it. Because I'll never forget back when I was on my big Alaska kick forever, there was one guy, he made a comment one day, he said, God damn it, I've been following you for six months, and I know damn well you don't live in Alaska, <laughs> but you've almost got me convinced you live in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the straight faith thing does sell it very well. You're you're good at that, for sure. You need to get into playing cards more. Yeah, I guess, I guess. <laughs> but it, it does show you how the mainstream media has got by with what they have, either side of the aisle or, or pick yeah. your topic. I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to be politics. It can no. be anything. No, it can yeah. be anything, yeah. And as long as they sell it to you with a straight face and make it look believable, people will buy right into it. And well, because you, you hear something a couple of times, and you're like, Hmm. I wonder if there's any validity to that. But how many people actually do the research on right. it? Not very many. And then you got to find legitimate research to do on it because it could just be another guy bullshitting you about it. Yeah. So you still don't know what to believe. Yeah. You know, it's hard to find actual hard hitting, real factual news on yeah. on almost any topic you pick. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you there know? was emails floating around our local FSA office about the crop destruction, you know, because people were calling in, and they kind of went up the branch a little bit, and then people were like, well, I think we figured out where it come from. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. Yeah. But I guess I finally got to the point to where I don't think that the form of education that these lobby groups are using is working. So, to me, no. it proved a point that this is how far out of reality we are and just giving kids a coloring sheet and tell them to color a pig that live in Chicago ain't cutting it. It's well, sadly enough, if you think about it, I mean, your one sixty-second video reached more people than 15 years and probably $200 million worth of yep. their, you know, yep. quote-unquote education, farm yep. education did. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, maybe we ought to try a new tactic. Yeah. You know. We were talking earlier this evening how... You know, I I never realized how the American people thought of farmers as welfare queens, which for the most part they are. But I didn't realize, you know, that's one spot that, or one topic, I guess you would say, that apparently they do teach in cities because, I mean, this is full-blown city people never (laughs) been off the pavement that are just bitching at farmers, subsidies this and subsidies that. But, you know, to me, the Farm Bureau, that's where they need to go to the city and teach these people, okay, are whatever the figure is, $50 billion farm bill, Yeah, 90% of that is coming to the city to feed these welfare people. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not going back to the farm, but they don't ever want to talk about that the, kind of no, stuff. No, they always leave that part out. Yeah. Well, we got to throw food stamps in with it or we can't get anything passed. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's the right approach to it. Right. Those, those are two separate, two completely separate issues. Yes, growing food and eating food are, are not necessarily the same. For sure. You know? But I think if I was head of Farm Bureau, whether at the state level, national level, whatever, and after seeing all these videos and how believable and viral that they went, I think I'd be scratching my head on our education tactics because it's clearly not working, whatever they're doing. Yeah, something's got to change there a little bit, but it's like everything that you, that you ever get into. Well, this is the way we've always done it, so we're going to keep doing it yeah. this way. Yep. Once again, we've probably got somebody in there that's been there for 40 years and has no intention of giving the position up, and so <laughs> it'll just be the status quo. You know? I got in a couple of those conversations on a variety of topics this last weekend, you know, and it, it was the same thing every time. You know, somebody had an idea. No, 
that's not how we've always done it. Okay, we'll just keep doing it then. Mm-hmm. We're we're hoping to grow. Yeah, but we're trying the same tactics we've always we've always tried. You know. Yep. Yeah, it's and, and we're all guilty of that to a certain degree, and you know, get stuck in a rut. You know, I, I've always marketed corn the same way for sure. So I, you know, I'm I'm upset that I missed the highs right. and I hit the lows, but I'm gonna keep doing the same thing. So yeah, our marketing guy, uh, which I'm sure there's probably several listeners that subscribe to him too, Kevin Van Trump out of Kansas City. Very good. I love his morning comments and all the information that he gives you. And he made a comment here about a week ago, and I'd never really thought of it this way. He was talking about how whether you're a 400-acre farmer, 4,000-acre farmer, whatever, you know, every year you should be trying a little bit of new things. You know, take a company, yeah. whether it's John Deere, IH, whoever, every year they spend X amount of dollars on R&D. Yeah. And it just is what it is. And so he's like, you know, why wouldn't the small farmer do that too? You know, you need to yeah. be putting a little bit of money aside to try something on a small scale. You don't have to go all in. Yeah. And I'd never really heard it put that away but it makes sense you know yeah it kind of get away from that just we've always done it this way and that'll never work and you know yeah. we tried that 20 years ago and you know things change things machinery change. change you know there's a lot of things that if you look back and say well we tried that 20 years ago it's not going to work it did end up working or a version of it did end up sure. working but a lot of other things had to fall into place but if you automatically write it off it just doesn't work yeah you know? yeah i agree yeah I mean, we, you can equate that to any number of things. You know, we run into that in the motorsports world. Well, that won't work. We tried that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of other things have changed. Turbos have gotten better. Fuel pumps have gotten better. You know, there's a lot of other things that play into that. Yeah. I mean, even as, at a farming perspective, we have to farm different now than we did 20 years ago because the weather patterns have changed. Yes. And I'm not saying global warming, whatever, or man-made global warming anyway, but weather patterns have changed. They, yes. they have. Well, we didn't, we didn't plant in mid-early April when we were kids. Yeah. We right. didn't even think about it. Exactly. You know, you couldn't. Yep. You know, but like I said, the climate's changed. Tillage practices have changed. You know, yep. a few things have. I've even said on no-till, you know, a lot of guys, well, we tried no-till 30 years ago. It didn't work. And, I mean, everybody knows my stance on no-till from TikTok. But the machinery nowadays can no-till. You know, yes. when you had the old planters on runners and shit, they wouldn't go in the ground. And it, yeah. it didn't work. But you got machinery now that will go in the ground and you can no-till if yeah. you want to no-till. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, in our particular area, the climate's changed enough on that that I, I don't know that that's probably the number one thing that's nipped it for us. We used to know to a lot more than we do now because in mid-early April, you can't do it. The ground's, right. If you don't open the ground up, it's cold, et cetera. Right. So when we were doing it at the end of May, yeah, you're just hoping to get the yeah. drill on the ground by then because it was bone dry. And, yeah. You and, know. you know, when we were younger... That was always the the thing with no-till was you had that moisture conserved going through the summer. Now it's like, well, that's not a problem. You get an inch of rain every week. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah so it's, it's not that big of an issue. It used to be, I, in my opinion, I think no-till beans around here would out yield conventional beans every time 10 years ago. I don't know that that's the case now. But yeah. then it would. But, you know, these summer patterns have changed. It's just wetter in the summer. So. Yeah, yeah. And they have, you know, take the guys. And I think this is the case in northern Illinois. I could be wrong, but, you know. They're going back to 30-inch beans because we get enough. they get enough more moisture now that then they run into white mold and some sure. other issues. So they've went back to wider spacings where that wasn't the trend 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yep. So. Yeah, when we were in high school, everybody no-till drilled. Yes. I mean, everybody. And, and you then, haven't had a great day until you fill the no-till drill with a five-gallon yeah. bucket <laughs> multiple <laughs> times a day. Yeah. That is, I mean, there's just no good way to have fun doing that. Right. You know? <laughs> Yeah. You wouldn't do that for free beer for life. No, for sure. <laughs> you know, that's, for sure. Just, that's just not fun. You know. And then around here, everybody went to 15-inch. And then 
once they outgrew their 16-row planters, went 24, that's, they kind of, for a while, they kind of got in the deal of, well, we're just going to have one planter, so they went back to 30-inch. Yeah. Now the big deal is planting your beans first, so then they went yeah. and bought another planter, so now we're kind of back to 15s again. Yeah. So, one of those deals that if you'd have tried that 20 years ago, they'd have laughed at you. Yeah, for sure. You know? They would have. You're going to plant your beans first? You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Like I said, things always do change. Some for the better, some for the worse. Yeah. But things always change. Yeah. How'd the crops look between Central Illinois and Ohio? By and large, pretty decent. Did it? Yeah. For the most part. I mean, yeah. Of course, I you know you only see what's next to the road, but yeah, for the most part, pretty good. And that's going to start getting a little bit deceiving here in the next couple of weeks because you know yeah. things are naturally maturing. It's going to start looking yeah. ratty, you know, when it's actually not. But yeah. I'm still thinking it's going to be the 10th to 15th of September. I mean, today's, what is today, like the 26th? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, it'll be, I'm going to say 10th to 15th of September for us. I think. Yeah, it, it's turning pretty quick. I couldn't believe the change from when we left to when we got back, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It, there was a drastic, noticeable difference. Yeah, that's that stuff, it's really cooking now, you know. I think we had a heat index of like 100 today or 105, whatever yeah. it was, and just going to be hotter this week. So, yeah, it's going to. It's going to change in a hurry now. Yeah, it was hot. In fact, I've seen uh, two fields of beans today that are just getting a yellow tint to them. And you can tell it's not like a patch of SDS. I mean, it's the whole field, you know, just starting to get a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be long. No, combines will be rolling. Yep. You going to go to Decatur or Rantoul, Farm Progress Show, or Half Century Progress, either one? Haven't decided yet. Yeah. Might go to Rantoul. Shide's Extravaganza is the same weekend. Um, this coming weekend, so I haven't decided if we're going north or going south or staying now, home. Now, is Shide still in Terre Haute? No, or? it's in Lyons, Indiana now. Oh, okay. Um, so, if they if the goal was to move it where it wouldn't bother anybody, I'd say mission accomplished. Really? It's I mean, it's a great spot, and it's a nice facility, and they're they're doing stuff to it all the time, but it is literally in the middle of a cornfield. No kidding. Yeah, it's which is great because the city of Terre Haute was missing out on a ton of income, and they were a little short-sighted on that. But That started getting a little bit crazy over there. It, it, it did get a little bit crazy, I think, for a while. I mean, I don't ever get into any of that because we usually didn't spend the night over there. Yeah, it you know, wasn't a big I've deal. Never, but never been to that it, either. It was, getting, it was getting out of hand, and then the, you know, the cops kind of come raining down, and that was hurting attendance. And now it's in a, it's in a perfect spot yeah. for it now. You know, it's, it's out of everybody's way, yeah. and, you know, there's a lot of camping there now. and Yeah. And then that avoids a lot of your other issues, and then which just, it had to, to be, it had to be a racket. I mean, every kid with a Cummins motor in a truck, uh, every kid with a Cummins and a credit card is what we always say. You know, <laughs> and the smoke, you know, black smoke, and I mean, it just <laughs> Dad was always just flabbergasted at how many vehicles you would see that were pretty new, you know, all jacked up, pimped out, whatever. Some of them with with dealers plates on them. Some of them with temporary plates. They just got them or whatever, and they're just out doing whatever, you know, cruising around, rod, rodding them around or whatever. And he's like, "That's a fifty thousand dollar truck." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think they care, you yeah. know. <laughs> it doesn't look like it bothers them, you know." <laughs> yeah, because they always set up dinos, didn't they, for trucks yeah. and people? Was always- and they still do all that same stuff. Yeah. Excuse me. There's a drag strip there, um, so they drag race stuff all day long. They get the poles throughout the day and night. Um, Vendors market and whatever it's a neat deal. And the Rant Tool thing. Have you ever been to the Half Century of Progress? No, I haven't. So it is awesome if you're into older stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in older stuff. If you can just appreciate older stuff, it's totally worth going. Everything from steam engines to 
you know, on up to the 50 Series Internationals, you know, I don't know what that equates to in John Deere world, probably about 50 Series John Deeres. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's just all kinds of unique stuff, stuff you didn't even know they made. You know, I, one thing I saw a few, the last time I was there was like a, it was an old paddle auger. Really? But that was how augers were. They were, sure. it wasn't flighted. It was right. paddles in a chain, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see some of that stuff old combines whatnot because they harvest and everything there and whatnot just like the farm progress show only with old stuff mm-hmm. and it's just very you, know, you look at that stuff you're like man that's a lot of work yeah i mean it's just there's nothing easy about the way yeah we used to do it you know i mean shoot it sounds like that thing's getting almost as big as a farm progress show <laughs> attendance wise i mean everybody it, it is I, I can tell you one thing don't go without a golf cart or yeah. a side-by-side or something because it's big enough you're, you're not going to want to walk it. Yeah, basically, for those of you not in the area, which we're almost right in between the two, Decatur's 35, 40 miles to the north of us and Rantoul's, what, 60, 70 mile, whatever it is, to yeah. the northeast of us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's on a big Air Force base that yeah. closed down years ago when we were yeah. kids. And, During the Clinton era. Yeah, and so how many acres do they have there that they actually actually you know plow and harvest? I mean, it's a couple hundred, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, shoot, if every guy there that takes a tractor and plow, I mean, you're going to have to have yeah. 80 acres yeah. just so them guys can make one pass, let yeah. alone. No doubt, and it is neat to see all that old stuff out there plowing, and there's some customized stuff or whatever, you know, but, but uh, yeah, it's pretty neat, and, you know, a lot of different, vendors if you need if you're restoring a tractor and you need an emblem or some other part or whatever somebody there's probably got it yeah you know um so it, it's awesome from that standpoint it's a nice show now a there's really no nice tractor show. pull there is there no there is there is okay there is there is a tractor pull there so we might go up there for that yeah now will they have tractors like yours there yeah. pulling okay yeah. i don't know if they tried to but, stick with the older stuff no but. they've got everything from antique stuff okay yeah and so. is it a one day pull two day yeah. um ITPA that I would run in is only there for one day, I think. But I think they, I know they have more than one day. Okay. Yeah, they have more than one day. I can't tell you how many days, but I know they have more than one. Gotcha. You know, and they'll have, you know, like Kinsey will have, you know, some cool tractors there. Um, There'll be a, you know, a John Deere section, an IH section, multiple IH John Deere sections, you know, different collections. Usually, you know, so if you're bringing six tractors, you'll park them together, no matter what the varieties are. Yeah. But, it uh, it's a neat deal. There's Sounds a lot, like, like I said, anything, anything, and from that era, from you know F twenties to fifty eighty eights. Yep, will it'll be there. I'll be darned. Now that's all kind of broken up into groups, and ain't it like you'll have you know your old John Deere A's with two yeah. bottom plows kind of over. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, it's, some of it's intermixed, but you know, kind of, kind of separate too. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense, it really doesn't. But yeah. It, it's it's set up really well yeah you know like it's probably the only place in the world you're going to see multiple seven seventy series two plus twos yeah right for 70s yeah. you know there'll be two or three four of them there probably um i know the harvest boys got two of them they're always there so all kinds of stuff like that that you're not just going to drive by a random farm and swing in and see yeah you know a lot of experimental stuff i think there was a tractor there a few years ago it was a big deer four-wheel drive and i think it was DMI's test tractor at one time, I think. So they could, you know, try to overload their chisel plows and fall tillage equipment or whatever so they could really pull them to the max and, and essentially beat them up. Sure. You know, so they knew they would take the tractor that the guy was actually going to use on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember what it was now, but it was, you know, it had been all customed out and, and uh, 
you know, it was a pretty neat deal. Like said, all kinds of stuff like that. I think one of the big buds was there last yeah. time. No, I don't I think know. The, I think it was this, the the big one, the 16V yeah, or whatever, yeah, 47. Montana or wherever it's from. Yeah, and I now, I don't so. know that it's going to be there this year. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody had said something about there might be a big bud. I don't think it's going to be that one because that's kind of a chore just hauling that thing yeah, around. Yeah, I think it's a lot of work to move. Yeah. yeah. So. Every time you take the tires on and off, that's a lot of work to move. But. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff there. I mean, people will bring combines in there, anything they've got old sitting around. Some of it restored, some of it original. Yeah. Everything in between. That's yeah. what's cool in this area. You don't see anybody that has an old restored combine. No. But I see a lot of videos from up there. Yeah, I mean, there's, there'll be some. Yeah, be just yeah. like a brand new one. Yeah. Know, Which kind of flabbergasts me, but I guess if you're into that, you know. Yeah. It is cool. To I'm see. glad people are. Yeah. That's not my bag, but I'm glad people do it, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, if you want to see a, a 4320 front wheel assist or a 1066 front wheel assist or something that you, then you know they made, but you may never seen one in person, there'll be six of them there, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah, and you it's know? pretty much any brand under the sun. And I mean, yeah. stuff you've never even heard stuff of. Stuff you've never even heard of. It. You know, one of the neat things, I don't remember how many different options M&W had for an M accessories, but it was a bunch. And there was a guy there that I think that had an M that had every M&W option you could get. Really? Yeah, on it, which was like thirty some, yeah, thirty some things you could put on an M. I think he had them all. No kidding. You know, I know I saw a tractor with some with some weird weights and international with like frame weights or something. You know, I knew they made, mm-hmm. but I'd never seen a tractor locally that ever had one. Yeah, this guy had a set. You know, and just stuff like that. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, there's a local guy here that lives I don't know twenty miles from us, and he's got a for all you sixty thirty fans. Yeah. Sixty thirty with a set of tracks on the back. Yeah. And he was up there. I remember if he was plowing. Yeah, he when plowed. He, yeah. yeah. And. You know, I mean, it, it does look neat. I'll give yeah. the guy that. I mean, it's yeah. something different. And, something and, different. It's kind of modern technology thrown on an yeah. old tractor. Yeah, you know? and he done a very good job. He was an old yeah. John Deere mechanic, done a very yeah. good job of doing it. And uh, he, in fact, I think Machinery Pete done a story on him uh, either bef- right before or right after that. And he went to Montana and, and picked yep. them tracks up and whatnot. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the things I'd never seen, which they didn't make it. But, I mean, I've never even seen anybody else yeah. do an older tractor like that. And it, it's neat to, to yeah, see. Yeah, for sure. I said, you know, the first and last 6030 will be there, I'm sure, along with some yeah. in between. Yeah. Just you know, a lot of repowered 6030s, 5020s. Yeah, there won't be very many IH repowered because their engines were good. You didn't have to repower them. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, and don't they have a parade ever so yeah. often yeah. down they, the runway or whatever? They, yeah, they go on a tractor drive and yeah, yeah, come parading back through and whatnot. That's all pretty neat. Like I said, you can't hardly take it all in in a day. Yeah, probably you, not. You know, like I said, you want a, you want a golf cart because it's spread out. Yeah. In fact, I wish I would have Googled some information before we started this. I could have mentioned it on here, but um, I think you can camp up there as yes. far as I know. Yep. And then there's sure hotels. You you're, you're only like, what, 15, 20 miles at the most from Champaign-Urbana. Which yeah, is, you're not that far from Champaign. And Rantoul's got some hotels. They've got yeah. they're one that used to be the military barracks, I think, is a hotel now. And I know there's a new Holiday Inn by the interstate. Yeah. I mean, there's... there's but overall, there's... I mean, I guess they could be sold out, but there would be tons of hotel rooms. Yeah. You know, might be within 20 miles, but there would be yeah. plenty of rooms, you know. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, but, Champaign is a ton of hotel rooms. Yeah, big college town, but... So, yeah, the only thing that nips up some of those is... Some people from the farm progress show end up staying in Champagne yeah. too, yeah. Because Decatur has some, but not enough for everybody there. Yeah, so. and if you're into that kind of stuff, because they're basically a week apart, so I assume there's probably a handful of people that you know maybe from Nebraska, wherever, come for both. Yeah, you know, possibly. Yeah, and, I mean, to me, I think that would be better than the farm progress show. I mean, the, the farm progress show is cool. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Don't misunderstand me, but it's a lot of shit that I'll never have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I'll have it when it's. Yeah. Old enough to be at the half century of progress yeah. show, right? I mean, right. I mean, the neat part about the farm progress show for me is 
and I don't want to mean to offend anybody about this. It's the same thing with the Louisville Farm Show, right? Like the stuff that Deer has, the Case has, that Agco has, you know, a new X9 combine, whatever. That, that's neat in its own right. But it's usually the short line companies that make this set of concaves that mm-hmm. you didn't know existed. Yeah. Or, you know, something for your corn head. Yeah. Or a fuel cultivator sweep made out of better stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that that you didn't know was out there. Mm-hmm. But you didn't even know you needed. Right. To me, that those shows provide more value for that than... Yeah. It, I always joke that nobody's buying a combine based on what they see at the farm burger. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, you had your mind made up. Like, the, the, the tillage demos, okay, you could be in between tillage products and you, you want to see them compared mm-hmm. and it's hard to get one from your dealer and take it out to your field and so on and so forth. But a combine, you're spending that kind of money, your brand loyal, you know who you're, you know what you're buying. Yeah, for sure. For the most part, nobody went up there to buy an X9 and come home with a gleaner. Yeah. You know, right. not to knock you gleaner guys, don't get upset. Right. But, but that's reality. Yeah. But that's, that's reality. You didn't make that decision based on the farm purse. It's neat that they're out there running them. Yeah. But you probably didn't make that decision based on it. But you might have bought a set of concaves, you yeah. know, for your whatever combine based on some short line company you sure. worked by that you didn't know existed. You yep. know, that that part of it's pretty neat. But it's worth going, you know, to either show or both, you know, as far as that goes. But it's to see stuff in the actual field. The half century of progress lights me up a little bit more than seeing yeah. the newer stuff. Like yeah. seeing another eighty two forty five R deer in the field. Yeah, it's like I seen fifteen on the way up to yeah. the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that doesn't wind me up to see a a forty twenty side console. Yeah, you know, you know, I got to hide in the corner because right. I'm just so so right. you know so stiff at that point in time. Uh-huh. I just got to turn away, you know, because yeah. they're awesome. But uh, exactly, but you know, it'll have options on it that you didn't know existed or sure. have never seen in person, whatever. You know, so some of that stuff's you know really really neat. But yeah, yeah, that's I don't know the the like I say the farm progress show. The disappointing part to me at the farm progress show, and I guess maybe it's more of old-fashioned me it it don't seem as big as when i was a kid because there's not as many companies you know yeah, we all got bought out yeah you've got a lot of that short line stuff like you were saying maybe concaves or whatever but you know we were kids i mean you had yeah. glencoe kiwani you know just you can go on and yeah, on about on the short line Atco's all of yeah exactly go <laughs> bought a bunch of it right <laughs> and there's yeah there's just not as many companies anymore because everybody's bought everybody out you know, take seed corn oh yeah for sure you know there used to be Let's just say yeah, 50 come, seed corn companies. Yeah, you come up with 19 yardsticks. Yeah, Bill and Jim seed and yeah. Joe's seed and Bob's seed. And it's like, right. well, Monsanto bought all those guys. Yeah. You know, so they might have kept the brand. They may have killed it off, but but uh, there's just not near as many. And know. that and where we're located in central Illinois, you know, there's not much livestock. I mean, there is, but it's all the integrated hogs. Not many yeah. cattle left. So you don't get that aspect of it up there. I mean, there'll be a few manure spreader companies whatever yeah. but you know for the most part there's not a lot of livestock there virtually no irrigation because nobody irrigates around here no so you know it, it would probably be a lot different here than like what husker harvest days or something which yeah. i've never been to that but i'm sure it's a totally different show yeah in its because, own right. because they're pushing products more for that region yeah cattle right? and irrigation and yeah. whatnot so what, what i always find intriguing about all those shows not really the half century of progress show but you know the farm progress show the farm machine show husker harvest who name your your bigger shows with your major players is the approach they take to try to draw people in their booth, the information they try to give them once they're in the booth, you know, and then what they're doing with that after they, after they get you in there, mm-hmm. you know, it's like some of those things, like you're going to stop by the deer booth regardless what they've got sitting out front. Yeah. You're probably going to swing by there, but you know, like 
I think it was the last Farmer Senior show, you know, Deer had their new planner, the the we're taking Kinsey's market mm-hmm. back planner. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then they had that forty four thirty in there. I think it was a forty four thirty. Yeah. That probably drew more people in there for that old forty four thirty repainted. Oh yeah. Than the planner did. Yeah. You know, it drew it, it drew attention to the planner for sure. Right. Because that was the market they were going for. But a lot of people went in there to see that 4430 that wouldn't have stopped by that booth otherwise. They were more excited about that than they were the new S790, 790 combine that was set across the way from it. They could care less about that, the gator and the lawnmower they had there. Yeah. You know, so it's always intriguing to me how they, how different companies try to get you in there. And then some of them, you know, will have literally nothing in there. You're like, a seed corn company, okay, well, I don't need to see the bag of seed. So, you know, we've got some billboards in there. We've got some information but what are they actually telling you in there? Okay, we've got six rows of corn growing in this flower pot. You know, see how great it is. Just different things. And what I like to stand back and people watch a little bit on that once in a while and see, like, okay, this drew them in. That didn't. You know, and then we'll throw the other thing in there. And I don't mean to offend anybody with this either, but ladies. I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> they tend to get the good-looking ladies. Ladies and how their, uh-huh. how their attire is mm-hmm. versus... The pro, you know, and some companies go all out of that. Yeah, like, yeah. they're not trying to hide it. Right. We're going to be blatant and about it, and that's, gal, how, that's how we're going to go, man. Don't know a bag of seed corn from a bag of soybeans. No. She just handles it. She doesn't have to. No. You know, depending on, and I see the same thing, like the PRI shows a big motorsports show in Indianapolis, and and it's the same way there, you know. So it really doesn't matter what industry you're in. Some companies use it. Some companies don't. And, and a lot of it has to do with what product you have to display, you know, if your product's easily viewed in a booth mm-hmm. or if or if it's not, you yeah. know. So it, it's just intriguing to me on how companies approach it. And to me, some of them seed companies, I mean, once again, you're not going there to buy seed. It's like, oh, I've never planted Pioneer, but I'm going to go to the Farm Progress Show and magically come away planting Pioneer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. I guess some of them you, you have to go because you're part of the industry, and, you know, like now, short corn is the big thing that they're yeah. kind of engineering things towards. So that'll probably be the next big whirlwind that they're pushing. But other than that, I don't really know what else there is yeah. that sets you different from. Yeah. And some of it's a status thing. Like, okay, well, well, Monsanto's going, so we've got to go. Yeah. Or Bex is going, so we got to go. At some point in time, I always wonder if some company sits back and says, you know, we're spending $9 million a year on farm shows. What if we just lowered our prices 10% across the board? Will we sell as much seed corn or more seed corn? Right. You know, if if we're not out there. Yeah. Somebody's doing a study on that, and clearly they think they'll sell more if they're if they're present at those shows. But, like, some of those shows I always walk by, you know, it, we'll just say it's, it's Bill's company A, mm-hmm. you know, and he's selling whatever product it is. And, I, and some, not all the time, but once in a while you're like, Dude, you're not going to sell a thing out of that show. I don't see where you gained anything by yeah. by being there. And then other companies, you're like, well, I can't believe they were absent. You know, I thought that would have really yeah. went over. They they should have been there, et cetera. You know, it's just intriguing to sit back and, and, and kind of watch that. Maybe that's the blowback that these companies get. You know, if you went to the Farm Burger show and Pioneer wasn't there, you're like, I can't believe Pioneer wasn't there. You, you wouldn't have went in their tent. Yeah. You wouldn't have talk to him you wouldn't yeah. have nothing but you just but you they were, were they were noticeably absent yeah <laughs> you know and a lot of those shows turn turn into whining and dining our yeah our our dealers our our customers you know our larger ones on on different things and it you know it could be something as simple as a snow cone or a yardstick 
or it could be, you know, we're going to take our big players out for supper or, you know, we're using this as a chance to, to contact yeah. our dealers in this region to get them up here to, yeah. you know, show them product, you know, smack them on the back, say, hey, thanks, good job, yeah. send them on their way. Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of things that play into that. But I Well, and I think like it's where the it. farmer feels like he got something, you know, because there'll be a lot of seed corn guys, they'll come around before the show and, hey, I got tickets to get you into the show. And yeah. then it's also good for a free pork burger at the yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I guess then the farmer feels like, you know, well, you know, I was planting yeah. her seed. They gave me something. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the $15 hat made a yeah. difference in a $50,000 purchase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like Decatur as much with all the golf carts now. It, it's handy to have. But it's it, a nightmare if you're walking it. And it's it's getting even to be a, a ridiculous if you're driving because it's yeah. literally stop and go, stop and go. I mean, yeah. you just can't do anything. It's just such a mob of people, and it almost takes the fun out of it. I, I'm to the point now, if I ever go back, it'll probably be back to walking because yeah. it just, it's it's too hard to drive. I mean, It's hard to get around. And that is the nice part about the half-century progress deal. It's space-wise has so much space that it's pretty easy to get around. Yeah. Yeah, everybody I've talked to have has really said how good of a show that is their yeah. brand tool that, you know, it's laid out and, nice. And hats off to the people that are willing to load, wax their stuff all up. Yeah. And take it up there, you know, cause it's not really a lot of them. It's not benefiting them. It's just a chance to show off, you know, yeah. their hard work. Mm-hmm. So hats off to them for doing it because without them, there wouldn't be a show. Do they do that anywhere else? Like, you know, does Indiana have a deal like the half century? I mean, not that I know of to my knowledge. It's just in Illinois every year that the, the farm partner show. shows back. Well, I know the last time it was up there, I mean, there was people from Montana. I mean, there was all over yeah. the U.S. was there. I mean, it's like. Which I always wonder if they wouldn't be better off doing it the years that the Farm Parker Show's not here. Right. I've wondered that, too. You know, because like, well, I don't have time to go to both, mm-hmm. you know, so. Pick one or the other. Yeah, I had to pick one or the other. The wife says I have to pick one or the other, you know, so. I, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, the, you was talking about the Harms family earlier. They was pretty instrumental in getting that whole thing going, or their dad was. I think so, yeah. Darius and I think, think a lot to do with away. that. Yes. Yeah, he did. So Dirk and Derek are still involved in it, I believe. As a matter of fact, I think I, there was a pamphlet in the Agri-News that had the directors and some other stuff on the back of it. I think their names were on there. I mean, that's got to be a mountain of work getting oh, set up. And yes, organizing everybody that wants to buy a space. Man. You know, everybody that wants to do this, that. I mean, it takes a ton of effort, I'm sure. And I think for the most part, is most of that stuff pretty reasonable? I mean, does it cost? Like, if I want to go up there and plow, do I have to pay 20 bucks? I That I couldn't plow? tell you. I, I don't know think so, but I don't know. I don't yeah. think you do. But, I mean, that's got to be a lot of pressure in the spring on a year like this, getting it planted, because, I yeah. mean, if you don't get it planted, you, you're not going to have a show. I mean, Yeah, exactly. You could maybe do some tillage, but you're not going to do anything crop-wise. So. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of effort, and I'm sure mostly volunteer effort, Yeah. put into that deal to make that work. And I don't know who even actually owns that base now. I couldn't tell you either. I, um, I don't know if that city around Tool owns that now, if they turned that over to them or how that works. But. Yeah, I wouldn't have the foggiest. And so I assume they just farm that in the off season as regular row crops or whatever. I assume so, yeah. And then I don't know how that works on the. Well, you think you'd lose a lot of grain, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It, yeah. No doubt. It. Uh, it's it's pretty neat to see. It's worth going. If for those that haven't been, it's worth going. Yeah, hope it ain't nine hundred degrees out. I should have went two years ago. It was the coolest day we would yes. have in August in like the last twenty five years. I mean, it was like yeah. a high of like seventy that day. Yeah, real nice day, and I didn't go. But yeah, it's a nice show. <clears throat> 
that's what always half turns me off on these farm shows too i mean i know they can't have them in the fall because everybody's busy but it's yeah. like gosh august is just brutal heat wise yeah yeah so. seems like that's our hottest month anymore yeah for sure is. is this year i'm trying to think i think when we were kids the farm progress show was later on in september it was they'd moved it back about a month compared to like what it was in the 80s and 90s because I remember a lot of times, like my grandpa and them older guys, they couldn't go because they were harvesting, which yeah. I, I understand why they moved it back to get more people there. Yeah. But it was definitely cooler then. I know yeah. that for sure. Yeah. I'm glad they finally picked permanent spots for it, though. Yeah, that needs to be mandatory on that stuff. It, it was so much work to to orchestrate that and move it around all the time. And then, you know, the, the booths have got way nicer. You know, we have permanent green bins now. And yeah. You're not waiting in mud if it rains yeah, or something. Yeah. They've, they've got them landscaped up nice and it's, you know, yeah. paved roads and yeah, it's way better. Yeah. That I would agree with. And I'm trying to think now they got several permanent structures, you know, machine sheds, grain bins. And I yeah. thought, did I read Morton was actually going to build a house or something oh, up here? Know. Maybe. And I, I think, and I don't quote me on this, but I think they was actually going to do like a demonstration of building a house. Now, I'm not sure how far completed they're going to do, you know, really? which, you know, just take it back down after the show or whatever they're going to do. It maybe turn it into an office or something. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. But I think I've seen that. They're going to do a demonstration on actually building. Oh, that's pretty cool. They got a pretty good sized shed up there now. Yeah. 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 And there's what, a few grain bins and. Yeah. Sizable ones at that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Somebody said they was cutting beans up there either today or tomorrow for like for where parking is oh, going to be. Yeah. So they was going to get the beans off, and I don't know. Some of them maybe they spray them, you know, to yeah, kill them. I don't know how. Well, they, I think the government's paying them to destroy well, the crops, yeah, so they're, that, they're just knocking them out early. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening, that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's too bad we couldn't do a live podcast from the Farm Progress show, but I just don't. Well, I was thinking of that when I was at Bowling Green. I'm like, you know, we should have come out to the campground and did a live podcast, but nobody would be able to hear it. That's just So it. it probably wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But we, we probably could have put something small together and did one from the trailer or something, you know. Yeah. Just let, not let everybody know, but let enough people know if that makes sense. Yeah. Bring in some guests, et cetera, you know, kind of a road show. Right. I've actually had several people tell us that we need to video this while we're doing it i mean yeah I and we've I've, talked about that you know it's just too blasted hot right now we have to do it outside well we wouldn't have to i don't guess well no we wouldn't have to the we thing that video. gets me is so like on my youtube channel if i upload like a 20 minute video on my farm channel i mean man it takes forever on youtube and here you get a yeah. podcast going an hour a little over why yeah gonna take you three days just to get it uploaded but. yeah which i mean yeah i guess we tried one combining one with a facebook live once didn't we I don't think we ever Actually, released yeah. it. We played with that in the upstairs we did. once. You know? Yeah, we did. That's right. We need better internet to make all that. Yeah, we do. I wish they would get their rural fiber optic link. Yeah, no I doubt. Mean, I have nothing here. They're I mean, holding us back. Yeah. <laughs> I have an AT&T hotspot that barely works as my internet. Satellite yeah. internet don't work. I can't get landline internet. It sucks. Well, that's what happens when you live in the woods, too. I know. You'd think all these damn... Uh, infrastructure bills rolling through Congress. Yeah, a trillion dollar here. infrastructure bill would would take care of that. It'll be one of them deals. Everybody else in America will get it except me. Well, I'm getting some uh, discount electronics and a gently used Humvee from Afghans. Yeah. So right, bought it over the internet. It was on eBay. Yeah. So I what got a, that coming. So. What a shit show. <laughs> yeah. God. Probably need, don't need to go down that path. No. But yeah. What a joke. No, we don't. It's it's sad. Yeah. 
no doubt. So is polling all done for the season? No, no, there's still still a fair amount left. Is there? Yeah. How, how late does polling normally go? Into September? Yeah, September it's usually over. Now, Ohio has several fairs after that, I believe. Really? Um, so we, I think not in a grand national level, but state hook. Yeah. State hook and, and whatnot. I think you can pull into October over there. Everything pretty well wraps up here mid, late September. The coins coming up, you know, the yeah. Southern Illinois State Fair is coming up in a couple of weeks, or maybe it's next week. Uh-huh. Maybe next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, for us. Otherwise, like Sandwich, Illinois is about our last one. Yeah. And that's about the last fair in Illinois that I know of. I'll be done. Which it's a killer fair, big fair. Yeah. Really nice place. I know, uh, Pinckneyville, Illinois had their yeah, the Thresher Thresher deal had deal. last weekend. Yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. I wish those didn't land in the same weekend. Once in a while they don't, but usually they do. And that that's an awesome show, too. Yeah. I was down there when I was, gosh, couldn't have been 12, 13 years old. It was probably the last time I was ever down there. But yeah. Boy, there's a lot of people around here go down to that. Yeah, for sure. And that's so, kind of a swap me. It's about like a little mini yeah. grand duel type deal. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they do any field demonstration, but, you know, a lot of... yeah. People bringing old tractors and yeah. swapping and absolutely tractor pulling and yeah, get what all. It's, it's a nice deal. Threshmans do a great job with that, you know. Yeah. And there again, they put a ton of time and effort into it for yeah, essentially no payback, but they put a lot of. Does that coincide of, with like a county fair or anything down there? Is that sort of their no? Own, that's their own deal. That's their own deal. The, I don't know what I can't remember the county fair that goes with Pickneyville, but that happens earlier in the year. Oh, we don't. I can't think what county that is, but that's earlier in the year. Yeah, the Threshmans deal is their own. Man, they've been no having idea. that for years. Because, like years. I say, I was 10, 12 years old when we went. Yeah. And I know they'd been having it well before that time. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, nice it's hard to believe some of that stuff has actually held together that long. You know what I yeah. mean? People lose interest and Yeah, and well, it's hard to find that many volunteers, right? It is, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's hard to get enough people to help anymore. And that's know. even more of a niche deal on yeah. steam engines. You know, there's a lot of people into old tractors. <laughs> you start talking steam engines and stuff you're getting way back you know i was pretty impressed to see it and i could be wrong on this but i think that some of the the refuse pickup in bowling green was by a couple different ffa groups maybe just the one i don't know but somebody told me they were ffa kids and i know the one group of cleanup people was was young looked like high school kids Mm -hmm. and hats off to them it's hard to find that many high school kids willing to go out and and do something there to help their club out. So, yeah. uh, I'm sure they're getting paid for it, but you know the, the individuals aren't. The club is, sure. I'm sure. You know, so it's it's tough to find that. And they did a good job. And I, I I think they were FFA kids, from what I was told by the one guy. But I he, I could have been wrong. But I mean, God, with that many people drinking beer and everything else, that had to oh, be a full time. It's an insane amount. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they dump trash cans a lot. They probably they probably just do it for the beer cans. You yeah. twenty five thousand dollars worth of aluminum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. No Out doubt. there, could you bring your own, or you got to yeah, buy? It's it all down? bring your own. Oh, it's all they, bring your own. They don't sell any beer on the property that I know of. No kidding. It's all bring your own. We darn. So yeah. you cans, bottles, whatever. Uh, no get. bottles. No bottles. I didn't know cans. if they got picky yeah, no, on. No glass. Yep. Yeah, no glass. So they got to search everything when you're coming in then? Yeah, yeah they check your coolers yeah. when you're coming in. Oh, we do To the grandstands and whatnot, you know, when you go through the entry gates. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's, I don't know if they ever run into any trouble on that. It's pretty easy. Yeah. To, is know. is that sloped on both sides of the track? Like, with everybody sitting in lawn chairs? It, I didn't realize. Like, I know there was bleachers, but I seen, like, rows of people sitting in no, lawn chairs. No, it's not sloped. I, I didn't know, you know, so you could see, you know, what no, you got 25 it, deep in lawn chairs. No, you know, it, it's, it's all flat there. Really? For the most part. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty well flat. 
yeah, it sure looks like a good time. I've I've seen several videos on TikTok. You know, people that was there and yeah, it's and an that's end. just a county fairgrounds. You know, really, yeah, that's Wood County Fairgrounds. Uh, the the blue shirts, Northwest Ohio tractor pullers, rent it from them, and uh, I'm sure it I'm sure it helps them out. Yeah, quite a bit. You know, so. and they run two tracks. Yes, two. Yep. And gosh, it looked like just from the videos I seen on TikTok, there was virtually every class under the sun yeah that i see i mean there's a lot of stuff yeah all, all the big stuff's there i seen what happened uh is it austin boyd yeah runs a mini rod something come apart on his yeah i, don't, I think the transmission exploded or something okay yeah. i seen he, he kicked his feet up on the video and then he showed the yeah. aftermath and there was yeah i saw that tiktok too i didn't see it actually happen because we were busy at the time but yeah i think so yeah yeah that looked like quite the because he made a comment, something about, thank God for good safety equipment. Yeah. I mean, that thing was sitting right between his legs. Yeah. And he One of the coolest storylines from, from Bowling Green was Patrick uh, Gentry ran Kevin Masterson's River Rat. First time he'd ever drove it. Won the first session, got third in the second session, and won the ring. First first two times he'd ever drove. Is that First right? time he'd ever been to Bowling Green, to my knowledge. No kidding. So that was pretty cool to now, see. Now, had him. he drove a Poland tractor? Yeah. Well, not a no. pro stock. Really? I don't. I don't know if he'd driven anything else before or not. I don't think so. Wow. But I, I guess I didn't ask him that. But super great guy, great family, great team, and uh, yeah, they got it done. Yeah, you know, you, you, those Cinderella stories like that, you know, they come out of nowhere. Always the fun. Yeah. The fun stuff. The frustrating part is, you know, you talk to another guy. He's like, "Man, I've been here forty-five years. I've never won this deal. You know, I've yeah. spent all I can spend. I've done all I can do, and yeah. this guy just shows up, bang, gets yeah. it done." But so much out there plays into numbers or whatever. But he made two killer passes and did a great job. Oh, we did. And hats off to him. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. Gosh, that yeah. Masterson's, they've been pulling a long, long time. time, ain't they? Long time. Unreal. Yeah. And they're, are they out of New York? No, they? no. Grandview, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. I guess Grand, for Grandview, some, Indiana. I was thinking they was out of New York for whatever reason. No. About as far south in Indiana as you can get. They overlook the Ohio River. Is that right? Yeah. So that's where the river at, I guess, yep. come from on the... Yep. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, neat little spot down there. Yeah, pretty. Yep. Basically, straight across the river from like Owensboro, Kentucky. Oh, really? More or less. Yeah, yep. if I remember right. It's been a few years since I've been down there, but, yep. but yeah. Like I said, great family, great pullers. Yeah. Any wild wrecks out there? Any catastrophic nothing failures? Too, nothing too. Uh, wasn't like a few years ago where a guy's engine literally fell off and kept running. Um, there was a mini rod that come unhooked. That was kind of neat. I, I did mean, see not that. for him, right? But it was it was neat for the crowd. You know, yeah. they liked it. But uh, there were several local guys here that did good. Bollinger's from Stonington had an awesome weekend. Um, Craig and Ashley Corzine, yep. they had an awesome weekend. Um, so it's always good to see. Yep. You know, Illinois people or you know the local to us sure do really well. So now, do they get into the trucks and that stuff? Two out there? Um, yeah, there's trucks out there. Okay. These were mods that they pull now. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, there's two-wheel drive trucks. So, like the Nelson trucks. boys? Yeah, all the Nelsons were there, okay. their whole crew. Which, God, they got enough to make up their own class. <laughs> Just about, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, about, oh, gosh, work. it's probably been a month ago on a Saturday afternoon. I was flipping through, and uh, they just come on tractor pulling something. It was out of somewhere in Iowa, and they had trucks. And I, I knew, you know, there was the couple brothers there or whatever and the dad on the Nelson's which they just lived 20 miles south of us yeah but I didn't know who all was who and of course the one got a married in to yeah. a Poland family and yeah. gosh, I mean them guys went right down the line there was like eight of them I yeah, or whatever it was, it was, it was probably Farley Iowa yeah. yeah it was it's Farley Iowa yeah you yeah, know they got a bunch they got a bunch of trucks for sure <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like that's a whole fleet just yeah, to get if, us if they show up to a state poll, I mean, they literally have a whole show with them, <laughs> yeah. you know. If you're in a truck, so they got they got it all with them. So, yep. yeah, it, uh, it's pretty neat, like I said, to see local guys do that. You know, Craig switched back and forth a couple different classes, and so did, did Steve and Tom and his crew. So there was a lot of engine swapping, yeah. combination changing, tire changing, whatever, and they, you know, they were humping right through it. But they got a lot of good people with them, and yeah, and did a did a really really good job. You know, like now, maybe you can tell me on the modified tractors, and I could be totally off here. I don't know, and I don't think it was Boyd's, but it was somebody in Bowling Green, you know, is one of them tractors, and it had three four engines, however many it was on it. Yeah, but they were putting one of them engines on now. They don't have to do that to haul them, do they? Do them get too wide, they won't fit in a trailer, or do they? No, they so, do that to switch classes. Okay, I wasn't sure. I, so I never like, really... Like paid. Bollinger's, for instance, they run the light unlimited class with this, with two engines, but then they also run the unlimited class, and they put three on. Really? So they set the third one on wow. in between sessions. I'll be darned. How big a, of a job is that? I mean, probably not all that it, bad. It's not terrible. Yeah. Um, it didn't look bad. I'm parked right across from them, across the fence. It didn't look bad from where I was standing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, they were knocking it out pretty quick. So yeah, yeah. It, it's not it's not terrible, but like Craig runs different blower setups for a couple different classes that he runs. So they had to pop all that off and swap superchargers and whatnot, and and they got it knocked out fast, you yeah. know, and did did good in all in all classes. So yeah. that's got to be crazy in heat like that, you know. You, oh, you yeah. stood around in a fire suit and then you finally yeah. pulled. Now you got to hurry up and strip all and, that and off. It's start- hot, right? I mean, yeah. two of those engines you're working on are hot. Exactly. You know, Gosh. so they're they're not fun. <laughs> you know, you got to have people that know what they're doing and and, and they're good quality help, and they do. You yeah. know, it's just neat. You know, for the average fan that's seeing them go down the track that doesn't know them, you know, it's. I guess it's a little different for them probably than it is for me. It's like. I yeah, just, you're kind of behind the scenes a little bit and see somewhat, but I, you know, it's just neat to know that the guys that you know on a more personal level are competing at that level yeah. and doing very well at it. Yeah, you know, yep. I don't, well, know, I don't know John Force personally, but in the tractor pull world, those guys are, are the John Force type sure. type characters. Yep. You know that that are doing good, and it, it's just nice to to see that. Yeah, well, like that deal with the motors, I had no clue that they'd done that. I just assumed. Yeah. You know, if it had three motors on it, that's just what it had. I didn't realize they were swapping. Sometimes, but they swap them around. You know, they used to have three Allisons, and they would swap one Allison off, you know, for the different classes and whatnot, which is probably a little bit more of a chore because they're a little heavier and a little bigger, a little more awkward to mess with, but... Yeah. Now, how do them guys do that? Like, obviously, you cherry pick or whatever to pick a motor up, but how are you doing that on grass? You know, Uh, they bring a telehandler around. Oh, that's what... Okay. Some guys have a, a deal they'll swing out of their trailer, but most of the time... They've got a ton of telehandlers around there, and I see. You, just, you know they'll bring a telehandler over there and gotcha. get the motor off. And like Boyd's tore the rear end out of one of their tractors, they brought a telehandler over there and yanked that stuff out and no put it back in. And, and well, that's good that they kind of accommodate people. Yeah, they're very I mean, they're very accommodating on that. And, which and, I guess it all comes down to how many tractors do you want here? I mean, yeah, if everybody exactly. turns it up the first day, then we're going home. You know, <laughs> yeah, unless you can accommodate yeah. us. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it they can swap those engines on and off pretty fast when they need to. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that they they done that. That's yeah. pretty pretty neat. Yeah, and get a gearbox they couple into, and and it didn't didn't take them too long. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Them them modifieds, boy, that's a whole whole different, different animal different there. Animal. That's and it has come so far. You know, and a lot of that stuff directly correlates to drag race technology too, right? Like so, some of the major engine builders for that now make pulling engine stuff. Or oh, really? versions of it and whatnot yeah it's come a long way uh, unfortunately from a fan standpoint you know it's getting narrowed down to hemis yeah more and more and more yeah. you know we're used to turbines allisons packards 
Chevys, you know, different combinations, variety of this, that, and the other. It's getting more and more narrowed down to high-performance Hemis. Sure. But, but it's still cool in its own right. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I would think, like, on Allison engines and stuff, at some point in time, them got to be getting few and far They're hard between. to find. I mean, it got to be. They're almost impossible to find at this point. And, I mean... Tell, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but usually when one of them guys scatters something, there's probably no fixing it. I mean, most of that stuff seems to come apart yeah, pretty it's bad. I yeah, mean, it's, it's hard to, like I said, the Allison stuff, you can't find it. Yeah. And like I said, you, you went to a block. Yeah. How many guys do you know that can weld magnesium? Yeah, exactly. You know, not <laughs> yeah. a lot. Right. <laughs> you know, there are people that do it, but right. I think, but there's not a, you know, they're not on every street corner. Yeah. You know, so it, uh, it, those will allow since I love those things. If I had just buku Jeff Bezos money, that'd be my go-to. I would remake Allison. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could listen to those things per, yeah. you know, I'd like to put some new technology in, but it'd be so brutally expensive, but I would like to do it just because I like those things. If, if I got to go down the spark plug route, right. which I'm not a spark plug guy, but the Allison's intrigue me. Yeah. Just which, how, just how, old would some of them, history. how old would some of them Allison motors be that these guys were using? Thirties and forties. Man, that is yeah. unreal, ain't it? World War Two, basically, you know. So, I think one of those guys told me at one time, like in the eighties, when they were pulling those, and I think I seen an ad for it on the internet. You know, somebody posted a picture of an old ad that they were for sale. And there's a big warehouse for them in Texas, and for like eight hundred bucks, you could buy a brand new one in a crate. No kid. So they go down, pickup truck, eight hundred bucks, throw it in the back, bring it back, and they'd pump hot diesel fuel through it to get the Cosmoline out. Yeah, because they were packed for shipping and yeah. for you know what climate. Boom, fire up, go to the pole. You know, no, and then, of course, yeah. it progressed from that. They had to, you know, they're putting accessories on it and, sure. you know, more and more performance stuff. But at one time, I mean, they were basically stock Allison's. Yeah. I a wonder bunch of those ended up in the irrigation world. They were because they were so cheap, they were irrigation motors. Is that right? Yeah. Like, it's not uncommon to talk to some of those old pullers and be like, yeah, we we're cruising along here somewhere. It's like, hear this motor purr in the background. It's like, oh, that's an Allison, you know. So they'd yeah. try to find the farmer and try to buy it or whatever. Wow. Neat stuff like that, or find them in a museum, so on and so yeah. forth. They're still big amongst plane restorers and, yeah. and boat racing, I think, still. Yeah. But yeah, they're just they're few and far between. Bollinger's probably have the, one of the largest collections of them. Is that right? Yeah, I oh. would I would guess. I don't know anybody that's got that many. Yeah, you know, Man. not that I'm a you know expert on yeah. it by any means, but yeah, they're getting pretty hard to find. And you Packers know, damn, are kind of the same way. Yeah, you know damn well that all started years ago when some guy wanted to get the upper hand, so I want to get me an Allison. <laughs> well, it's got 12 cylinders today. <laughs> yep, and then now it's become the industry standard. You know? there, there used to be a big warehouse when scrap got high, and I can't tell you when it was. I'm going to tell you it's in the 90s, but I, I could be way off on that. There was a warehouse, and I want to say in Arizona, that had hundreds of them, and they melted them down because there's so many rare materials. And I'm like, I think uh, the bearings in those things got a little silver in them maybe, and the uh-huh. blocks are magnesium, and, you know. Yep. They're, they're, they were built to be super strong, but super lightweight. Yeah. So they melted them down, which wow. is a cry and shame. You know, you always hear stories, you know, World War II were coming back and they were shoving them off the boats yep. so they could make it home faster. There's probably a bajillion of those things yeah. laying in the ocean somewhere. Man. But now, was that the same Allison company that went on to make transmissions or was that totally different? Or do you even know? I, I don't wondering. know for sure. I think so, but I wouldn't swear to it. Yeah. I know. It was out of Indianapolis, and isn't that where the Allison transmissions ended it up being? could be. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I think they're related somehow or another. Yep. I, I could be 100% wrong on that, and I'm sure Jeff or John will, will correct me on this when I talk to him next. But, uh, yeah, I think they were related. And that Allison engine, for its time, was probably the most precision-made engine for sure in its time. Really? Yeah, like 
it was, you know, you buy a 350 Chevy, which you weren't buying those in World War II, but, you know, and that's kind of sloppy. It fits, it runs, it's fine. Those things were down to the Nats patoot. Oh, we don't. Yeah, they were, they were, I talked to a guy one time and I was giving him my whole, if I had unlimited funds, remake him. He's like, honestly, Nick, I don't think you can remake them any better than they did. Yeah. They were pretty well spot on, perfect back then. I mean, there's got to be a way to feed them more air because sure. turbo technology, they, so those have a supercharger on the front of them. And that technology has changed. I mean, I'm sure there's some things a guy could do there, but they are super, yeah. super precision for their day. Was them pretty much for planes only in the war, or did they also use them? was planes only? I think Packards. I think were in boats. Gotcha. And maybe tanks. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure Allison's were almost exclusively in planes. So I wonder what like a bone stock, which I don't know when you start talking cubes or how big them motors are. Seventeen hundred and ten cubic inch. Really? And Allison is. And was that pretty Packards much? Are bigger. But. Was that pretty much just standard? They didn't make like. Four different models. I mean, that was pretty much... That was pretty much standard. They worked on a few... If you ever want to read an awesome book on that, and if you're into World War II history at all, and you don't even care about tractor pulling, it's still a great book. It's called V for Victory. I've got the book. I'll have to dig it out. Um, and it goes through the whole history of the Allison aircraft engine and whatnot. From and So they made a variety of different engines, but the big 1710 at the end was was awesome they even made an x version of it where they put two of them together so then it was you know 3400 and some or whatever no kidding yeah now that that one never really hit production i don't know what i'd have to go back and reread the book on why it didn't yeah and they were coming out with a new version and then by then but then jet engines were coming out and they're like oh, oh. wasting our time here yep and so the merlin was basically a refined advanced little bit different version of the allison to my understanding, that we ended up putting in the planes late in World War II. Got you. You know, it had a little more power. Yeah, because you never hear, like, the Pratt and Whitney. You know, that was big yeah. airplane, but you never hear anything about, I no. mean, I wonder if that something can't be done or just wasn't a good motor. Or I, I don't know. You know, so I've asked you know. some, of my, some of my buddies from Europe, you know, I'm like, the Germans had everything at one time. Where's their awesome engine? And I don't really think they had one. Really? Like, they started the war with whatever they had, and that thing was awesome till everybody else tooled up and then it wasn't that good i'll be darned you know, russians had the radials the radial engine yeah. which is kind of yep. neat but that's not very practical practical for pulling right doesn't fit very well and whatnot so yeah the first time i ever seen one of them radials i thought man that's the weirdest <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty neat yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah hell it'd be cool sometime to get some of these pulling guys down here on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, we can probably make that happen. I'd take a few guests. A lot yeah. of them seem like a lot of the guys that are in it now have been in it a long time. It's not like yeah. there's a lot of in and out of that sport, you know. No, it's, and once you kind of make the investment and work your way up, yeah, you know, it's it's hard to get in at the top level unless you got, yeah, you know, a lot to go with. So a lot of the guys have worked their way up over the years. Yeah, I I don't know any of these people that you talk about. I know their names and can name some of the tractors that they pull, but I don't know the guys personally. But, I mean, they've been in it since yeah. I was a kid, it seems like. Yeah, so for sure. That's pretty neat to, to stick with it that long. I mean, they've yeah. traveled a lot of miles and made a lot of passes down the track. A lot sure. of windshield time, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the farthest you guys go now? Oh, I don't get super far anymore, um, just because I'm getting older and kids got stuff going on and whatnot, and I just don't chase it as hard as I used to. But uh, we've been all the way to New York, Canada a couple of times. Um, don't get very far west usually. Yeah. How about uh, south? Anything, anything? South Chapel Hill, Tennessee is about as far as south really? as I get. Yeah. Is tractor pulling a big thing when you get, you know, whether it's Georgia or yeah, or I, I, not on the Grand National level, um, but yeah, I think they pull down there a fair amount. We don't. But yeah, they, you know, there's no big ones to my knowledge. It, part of the problem is you get super far south, like Chapel Hill's tracks really good, 
but some of those places you get in the south, the soil's just not spectacular. Really? So, and it's so blasted hot. Yeah. That, you know, summer yeah. sports are usually in the water. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's tough to... It's tough to talk to somebody, talk somebody into going down where it's, you know, 105 in the shade. And, yeah. Yeah, know. and it's funny, like, when you mentioned Wes, you know, Doug, Montana farmer, you know, yeah. he's never been to a tractor pull of any kind, not no. even your local no. shit hey, pulling forward. He tried to go to Toma, Wisconsin this year, and he got there just in time to watch it rain. So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's kind of a regional thing, I guess. I actually met a guy that cut wheat with him. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I, to my understanding, had just been up there pretty recently. You oh, know. really? Yeah, and, and new Doug and whatnot. So it you know it gets to be a pretty small world. Yeah, for sure. Once you start tying everybody together on the internet, so yep, it sure does. So, well, what do you think? Winder down on this one. Yeah, we pretty I much so. covered Full yeah. Town USA. Sound like yeah. it was a good time. And it was a good time. Everybody should go once, if not fifty four times. Yeah, yeah. You've been <laughs> telling me for a long time. Need to go, and I I do need to just break down and go one of these years, maybe next year. And like I say, it's it's. It's not just a tractor pull, it's an event. Yeah. You know, and, it, and that's what makes it cool. It's just, it's something special. Yeah. You know, like, but he might say, oh, you could go here, you could go there. I'm like, yeah, there's only one place in the world giving bowling green rings away, though. Yeah. You know, so they, they've got a ring for the top finisher in each class. Is that right? On the average. And it's like a Super Bowl ring. No kidding. Made by the same company, I think. Really? At least at one time it was. I'm so they sure. do it upright then. I mean, they do it upright. Know. And it, uh, you know, it's pretty, a pretty honorable thing to, to yeah. end up with one of those, so... Yeah, I mean, that almost gets more fanfare than, like, Louisville. You know, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, Louisville was like the Cadillac yeah. of tractor pulling. Which and Louisville's still a big deal on, sure. on its own, but Bowling Green's Bowling Green. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's an event, and it... Uh, it's an experience. It's an experience, yeah. It, it, it's it's something <laughs> it's something all its own. I mean, there's, there's some other big pulls, for sure, but Bowling Green is Bowling Green. And now, did you tell me that that's... Like the national is that like a like a national final time? I mean, explain to me in the tractor pull world, or is it just nothing? It's just so a, it's a points pull on the NTPA Grand National Circuit, and they've had different organizations sanctioned over the years, but it's been NTPA for a number of years now. Um, but it's put on by the Northwest Ohio Tractor Pullers Association, which, to my knowledge, that's the only event they do now, and they they're called the Blue Shirts. They all wear these light blue shirts, and it's a group of volunteers, roughly two hundred wow. volunteers, and they orchestrate this whole deal. Um, and like I said, it's a great deal for the community, and, and it's, I think, the single largest fundraising event for Make-A-Wish in that area. So I think the Make-A-Wish organization out there, I think, is like Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky, maybe. I could be wrong on that. Don't don't get upset if I'm, if I'm wrong on the region. But that's one of their largest events, for sure. And then, yeah, you said there's an auction? So there's the an end. auction on Saturday, a charity auction from three to five, roughly, um, where a lot of pullers will donate different things. And it could be anything from a set of headers that you've autographed to, you know, some T-shirts to a few years ago, there was uh, the Mack Trailer guys built up a golf cart that looked like a semi. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. A good friend of mine donated a set of tires and wheels. Um, you know, lots of different items. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get auctioned off. And I think, I mean, that alone usually nets... 75 to 100 and that all goes to make a and wish. that all goes to make a wish that's pretty yeah, cool that all goes to make a wish and and they bring in some kids um from the make a wish foundation to kind of see the tractors and the set and the other some and it's pretty uh it's pretty gut-wrenching to see some yeah. of the stuff those kids are going through for sure you know and whatnot and it makes you thank god you know for your own kids and, and the health that they're 
you know, and enjoying because some of those kids got a pretty rough road to hoe. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it's, yeah. it's pretty easy to want to donate to them or, or help them out because, you know, not everybody's got it yeah. as easy as the next guy. Yeah. So it's a big deal and it's a great deal for them. Yeah. Larry Custer, who passed away a few years back, used to be a real big proponent of it, would be actually uh, Corzine's dad. Okay. Craig Corzine's wife. And uh, we, we ended up doing really good out there and just lives, mile 30 miles from us, 30, 40 miles. So he was big, big, big time into the Make-A-Wish thing and really helped promote it and whatnot. He didn't have any legs. Oh, Got really? Cut off in a farm accident from the knee down. No kidding. So he was a pretty easy spokesman for him. Sure. Um, and very well-spoken, very very energetic guy, very hard-hitting, you know, just good good spokesman for him. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty easy when Larry come by to, with a bucket to, to throw yeah, some money on it. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, well, that's good. You know, they have a big pull like that, big turnout, and they can give something back yeah, give that something way. Back. You know, like I said, it's, you know, I if you watch the bucket gets passed around the ground stand, it doesn't go by by very many people that don't throw something in it. Yeah, I'm you sure. Yeah. And you know, you don't have to be a lot, right? But with that many people, five, ten, twenty bucks, yep, hundred bucks here, or there adds up pretty fast. Well, so. that's a cool part too. You know, ninety nine percent of the people sitting in the stands are just blue collar people mm-hmm. that generally give to that kind of stuff and, yeah you know exactly. it may not be a lot but it's something and yeah that's that's pretty neat yeah so, for sure yep well i think we're going to wrap it up here so is there anything else you want to cover anything no we'll we'll save it for the next one okay sounds good well there it is guys thanks for tuning into the straightforward farming podcast we'll see you next time